the future of radio. 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 The I'm not going to do it. I'm not falling for those tricks. I'm not falling for that trick. Because when you test the microphone, you go tra-la-la-la-la. You do 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 that, by the way. Every day. And then it gets stuck in my head. I probably do do that. La-la-la-la. Yeah. Damn it. See, I didn't even realize. I don't know why you do that. I've never heard anybody ever do that to test a mic. Like, la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
I don't know him, and um, I don't want to talk about this, and don't ever call this number again. <laughs> so I don't so know. Really what, was his sister? It might have been. Yeah, it sounds like That's it was. Weird. Like I think he fucked up on that because what if she had answered while I was there? Yeah. Because obviously she hates the guy. Well, obviously he's not thinking too clearly either. No. That is true. Yeah. Well, my clipboard person, the first one that I encountered, was pretty aggressive because sometimes I don't usually like clipboard people because they like come in and like accost me and I'm like, this is my neighborhood. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not on Hawthorne because I'm trying to buy like trinkets and like gooky vintage shit. I'm like, I'm getting from point A to point B. Leave me alone. I don't right. need to be, I don't need you to bother me. And so this guy just comes like walking toward me like really aggressively and he has his clipboard in hand and he's walking. I'm like, oh my God, what's this guy? He's just like, hey, do you have a minute for gay rights? And I'm like, um, I'm like, actually, I don't. I'm getting ready to catch the bus, so I don't. And he's just like, oh, so what? So you don't believe in gay rights? Wow. And I was like, and I'm just like, I just told you, I have to go catch the bus. What are you, what are you doing? And he just like was so aggressive. I'm like, I am not even going to talk to you. Like how? Like, and this is pathetic that you're representing this cause because you're obviously being such an asshole about it. Yeah, and that sucks because anybody else that heard that too, that may have been on the fence or oh, yeah. may have, maybe would have signed it. Like, I won't sign it if somebody's an asshole. And you like don't that. take steps toward people. Like the way he was taking <laughs> like, steps toward to- me, it was like it was like a, not a casual walk. It was like a bump, 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 like walking toward me. I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. Back like off. he's trying to threaten you. Yeah. Well, then you there didn't were... support gay rights before. You will now. Exactly. And wow. so he was standing at that bus stop. I'm like, well, fuck this. I don't think the bus is coming for a couple minutes. I'm just going to walk up the street and get away from this crazy guy. Yeah. So I walk up, and that's where I pass all the patchwork pa- pants and stuff. And then end up getting accosted by another group, but it's a whole Occupy Portland group oh. on Hawthorne, which I didn't know. And so this woman hmm. comes up to me, and she's just like, hey, do you have a second to take a picture? She's like, do you believe in this sign? And it was like, I am one of the 99%. I'm like, well, I am one of the 99%, and my bus isn't here yet. I'm like, fine, I'll take a picture. So it took that. So they wanted to take a picture of you with the sign? Yeah, so basically they were just like asking people to just take pictures holding, you know, random. Like they had all these like other crazy ones with things that I didn't really understand nor believe in. I'm like, I will do the 99% one because sure. I am poor and I am part of that. Right. Fine. So took that picture and then, you know, as soon as you do, so that's why you never stop. Because as soon as you stop for like one little thing, then all of a sudden it just it's add on and add on. I'm like, all right, well, I have to go to the best. And like, oh, well, you have to send this release form really quick and you have to put down like an address. So I just made up a fake address. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to write this. Oh. And I put a, yeah. Yeah, I always make and up I fake address. I put a fake name, too. Whoa. I know, it's crazy. But, it was, it, but I thought I was doing it fair because the lady was nice. And I'm like, I really need to get the bus. She's like, but you just need to do this. I'm like, the bus is coming right there. Like, I'm not going to miss the bus so that I can sign your like, what are, little sheet thing. What are they going to do with it that they need a release form? I don't know. Because that's what if they, what if you just signed on to be like a big campaign like picture? Well, I was wearing like sunglasses be on a billboard and, now. and a big gray hat, so that's fine. Okay. You can't really tell that it's me. And yeah. I kind of had the sign up like a little bit in front of my face. Yeah, that's, that's why. Cool. I mean, I believe in it. Like, I don't mind them. I, I hope they don't, you know, like take my head off and put it on some naked chick's body or something. But <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe it was all a ruse because they are way away from the other Occupy Portland people. Maybe it's, it's a true. splinter group. It is. They splintered off. Mm-hmm. They splintered off and they're just taking random girls' pictures and putting them on Aww. naked bodies. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, that would be awkward. Well, you signed it away. I did. Or whatever your name is. <laughs> whatever your name was on that. I don't know. I was happy today because I finally um, I finally spoke to this damn telemarketer who's been calling me How over How are you happy over. about speaking to a telemarketer? Well, because I keep getting random uh, random phone calls from this 208 number, and I'm I'm usually pretty par- – if I don't know the phone number, I usually won't answer it. Um, and then I'll wait to see, see what the message is. But this person would never leave a message. They've been calling about once a day for the last two weeks. And finally, I, uh, I just decided, all right, I'm going to answer this. And I actually caught the person on there because I had called the number back before. And it just goes to a thing saying this number is not in service, hmm. which is really weird. But so you're I, getting phone numbers from the number that isn't in service. Yes. 
same or phone, phone number. Calls, yeah. yeah, I'm getting phone calls from the same number, but yeah, I would call it back and it'd be this number is not in service because I thought maybe, I don't know, Bill or something like that. Um, but no, and then it turned out to be, it was something for the Oregonian where they're starting up some free, basically it sounds like they're just going to be delivering a whole bunch of ads to your house for free. On Sundays, I already get all that shit in my mail. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I, I just kept telling her, I'm like, no, no, I don't really want that. But the thing was, the girl on the other end of the line, she was being nice about it, and I did engage her. I could have just cut her off right away. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she, she sounded like she was on the verge of crying <laughs> over it, and or maybe that's her ploy. Maybe she's that good. It worked because I mean, it was, it's a free thing, and and uh, but so you're signing up to get more like. Advertising I know. pamphlets. I know. So basically, they're like, you're not going to get the Oregonian, but what we'll give you is all of the inserts that's that we have ex- nothing to do with. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it sounds like, anyway. And why I fell for it, I have no idea. I never fall for those kinds of things. But I think it was, uh, maybe you're right. She's good. She's good. Her full fake crying thing. Oh, yeah. Did, she, did you give her any of your information? No, I mean, she already had it because I used to be a subscriber, so she knew she's getting it off of the old subscriber database or something like okay. that. Okay. So she started crying and asking if you want the old advertising inserts because you can't afford the paper <laughs> Basically, anymore. Basically, and it worked. I'm really surprised it worked, but the more yeah, I think about pretty, it, yeah. Yeah, you're normally you're not I the don't... friendliest fellow. I, I can't believe that you actually let somebody I'm a friendly get under your fellow. skin. I'm a friendly fellow. It's just telemarketers. Well, not necessarily. I do. I do talk to them though. I'll, I'll let them go through their pitch. Just because I used to have to talk on the phone a lot for business purposes, and it would be annoying if somebody would just yell and scream at you and hang up. See, I, just, I know she's just doing her job, so I'll let her do the pitch, and then I'll say no. I'm just the complete opposite. I just want to stop it as soon as I can do it. Like, I was at Lloyd Center the other day. I was at Lloyd Center the other day. Oh, And I, I went into Forever 31 because I had to buy a dress, uh-huh. and I went there. And as I was leaving, like, there was like, those kiosks outside, and the guys come like running at you, and I'll, I just... I, inadvertently like instinctually i don't know why i do this but i just go no 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 and i just go like this i'm just like no 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 and i just say that until i'm past all of them there's the like the kiosk guys that will be selling yeah, like I phone even, i don't even know what they're selling or... just instinctively when someone starts coming at me trying to sell me something i don't even listen to it. i just yeah. start saying no i'm like no 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 and like about four different people did in like this really short amount of space and then i just left well, i don't some... mean to be a bitch i just don't want to i no i just don't i don't want to buy anything that they are selling well it's, and i know this there's something about the kiosk guys too and i know this is you know this isn't every single kiosk guy that works there but there's something about them that they seem to wear a lot of cologne like way too much oh, yeah. cologne and they're always they're, you know they have that smarmy look on their face and obviously obviously this is not all kiosk people so if you work at a kiosk I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your coworker. The other guy. Yeah, not the other you. guy. Not, not you. you. That other one. You're totally cool. I'd yeah. buy something from you. It's the other guy. You know who I'm. You know who I'm speaking about. Uh, but no, like they always have just way too much cologne and like their shirts unbuttoned halfway down. Why is that like kind of job? Just draw that. Do they think they're going to get chicks in the mall or something by being like you that? You know what? I bet it's another like distraction technique. Just like the crying girl on the phone. Mm-hmm. If they douse themselves in cologne, you smell it, and then maybe if you look toward the smell, then they kind of get your attention that way. <laughs> and then they just get you to make eye contact. Exactly, because if you're like walking by and you get like punched in the face with some like cologne, you'll just be like, "Oh, what is that?" And then look over, and he'd be like, "Hi, how can I help you?" <laughs> I picture him having like a whole bunch of clackers or something or like noisemakers just to get you to look over at them. Maybe I'm giving yeah this like too much. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just sleazy, or maybe they're ge- secret geniuses, and we've all been had. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. Well, crying girl got me. That's for sure. Well, speaking Damn of it. secret geniuses, we do have one of them in the studio. Oh, very very secret. So secret you would never know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Gave a girl a ride in the wake 
Wow. I need more information. <laughs> was this the selected song? This was what our guest... This was... Wanted. This was actually chosen? Yes. Okay. I'm a little confused. This is Sammy John's <laughs> Chevy Van. <laughs> wow. Well, shall we bring on our guest? I think we might as well. Okay. Welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio. Christine Levine. Christine Levine. <laughs> Why are you so quiet? I don't know. Why don't you get up on that mic? Is this on? Hi. There you go. Hi. Sammy oh, Johns yeah. was overwhelming you a little bit. It was. It's. Uh, this is the rapiest song I've ever heard. <laughs> he has rapey eyes. I'm looking at his like picture on the cover. Oh yeah. He has trouble eyes. Who, yeah. So who is this? It's uh, Sammy Johns, a uh, guy from the '70s, and uh, it's about uh, making love in the Chevy van. But uh, anyway, it's about a guy who rapes a girl in his van, and then um, if you listen closer later, it's a, it's you know he calls it making love, but then he goes, <laughs> then he goes very poetically rapey. Um, I put her out in a town that was so small you could throw a rock from end to end, a dirt road, Main Street. She walked off in bare feet. So basically, he was like, "Peace out, bitch." This is the part. Yeah. He's like, see ya. <laughs> Perhaps our other guest has some insight on this. I think I heard that this is well. their song. That's why they... This is our rapey song. Big Jim. Yeah, I just need some uh, some money for gas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my van is uh, running a little dry. So- uh, Ra- Raper One is, uh, is running a little dry right now. Uh, I believe uh, Christine was the first one that found this song, and she uh, she exposed it to me. <laughs> And I felt I felt violated, and uh, it is an incredible song. It's actually a song from a movie that uh, at least uh, recently was available on Netflix. That's where I saw it. It's just right. called The Van. The Van. The Van. The yeah. Van. And it's them, it's got like Danny DeVito in it. Yeah, and it's all about van oh, humping. It is this guy getting this guy your ride right so you can hump in it. Graduates high school, and uh, he he takes all of his savings and he buys this like tricked out van. It's got a water bed in the back and white shag everything. <laughs> and there's a part where him and this girl he's courting go uh, go cruise, and they find a van in where all these vans are just pulled off to the side of the road and. You know, whatever happens when that sliding door slams shut. You know, it's, it's just like our van people that live outside. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. You know not this to knock when rocking. That, yeah, exactly. When that door is closed, you know it is not The getaway to. van that, like, never moves. Yeah. Private time. I just, they're, they're listeners. That's who, that's who I was waving to just a little bit ago, actually. <laughs> hi, guys. Hi, van couple. I still, um, we still haven't figured out how they get internet, though, to download the show. I don't know. From that van. They weren't very, like, I waved to them, though, and they didn't seem as, usually the van people are pretty friendly, and this time they're just kind of like, oh, hey. Well, I think that's because we're supposed to have them on, and we haven't done that yet. Oh, yeah. We've that's because you're busy. afraid of having the van people on. I am not afraid of having the van people. Don't give me that stigma. I'm so not afraid of having the van people. Here. That's pretty cool. I know. Um, <laughs> just wondering. By the way, just so you guys know, Sammy John's also featured such hits as, well, Chevy Van, Ragdoll, and yeah. Orny, Early Morning Love. <laughs> right I kind of want to get this whole collection, I actually. I kind of want to hear Ragdoll just a little bit. Early morning love. <laughs> There's no love like early morning love. Well, Jim and I were going to write a, a song like that happened like nine months after 
he dumped her off in the van. Kind of like uh, the Heart song, um, or, or that song by Heart. <gasps> All um, I want to do is make love to you? Yeah. yeah oh, I said that's my favorite karaoke song ever. It would be a sequel to Chevy Van, but a prequel to, to that song. To that one, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it that's sort of completes we're... the trilogy. <laughs> so we're writing a... a, a Post-rapey song. It's like when he, when he threw her in the ditch after she got yeah. done, she came to like enough it. just to get the license plate number. Yes. <laughs> right. Wow, I'm in a room you of like, broken people. Shoes. <laughs> That's what it's called. You, you, you no know, hey, freaking so, shoes. You guys know what I'm just realizing? All four of us have something in common. What? We are all ex-KUFO employees. This no is true. Way. It is true. <laughs> we all have some, well, we're all like messed up in the head, but well, yeah. we also all work for a now defunct radio station. Yeah, one that does not exist anymore. Does not exist. It was cancer. It was cancer ridden and it was dying slowly and it, it's it's where it needs to be now. I bailed. Yeah. You actually yeah, you I were the, the first. I knew the were jumping ship and I got out with them. <laughs> we should have like we should be like <laughs> Christine off. leave. Ah, do maybe. you know Were you guys on the same show together? We yes. Were. Okay. Yes. And do you know people still look at me and they go, "We're sorry, I'm so sorry you got fired." And I was like, "Are you shitting me?" And I was, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Not you know what? Everybody else got fired. Guess who didn't? Me. Here, you, you can I want you to stop that bragging right now. We got fired. <laughs> exactly. you, bitch. you take this 24000 a year and you know what you can do with it, all right? It's just because I hated everybody. Except Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thanks. Well, what about us? No, no. I you and you I guys, always got along no, pretty no, well, I, I thought. All you guys, but I mean, it was really, you know, our bosses that sucked. The, our bosses sucked. They it was monkey balls. such yeah. they were awful. Corporate, uh, corporate anything really just it never ends well unless you are high enough on the uh, the food chain where you can and poop comfortably where you where you work. Oh right, it was just I pooped at that station. Yeah, comfortably. Did you no, poop in your? You can poop See? anywhere. Uh, not not necessarily, but there as long as it was a locking bathroom. Yeah, I was I was okay with it. Yeah, if you have your own bathroom, I right. think then, then Jim loved it. Oh yeah, he <laughs> loved. To I went from chasing shoplifters <laughs> for Tower Records to selling my blood to be on the Marconi show. <laughs> Granted, yeah. it was Wait, probably like what? A, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he did. I to get what? on the show initially, I was uh, I had been let go from Tower Records, and so I was kind of living off of unemployment for a while, and that ran out. So I had to basically go to a biomat, sell my plasma for money to go then to Fred Meyer's and buy bus tickets so that I could, in fact, go down to the, the, to the store, to, to the store, to the, to the station. <laughs> store. Wow. Wow. Tell them what happened after that, Jim. Uh, well, another four See, months. What happened of... to your career path? <laughs> well. Uh, Don't thank me right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christine got me, uh, got me a contract with CBS Radio that lasted uh, awesome. about three mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, which she promptly, she's like, oh, Jim's got a, a contract too? Great. Ink still drying on said contract. Doors swinging closed as Christine is running for her life. <laughs> I remember Out. that. Yeah, it was pretty much like, uh, oh, Jim's in? Okay, good, great. Bye. See ya. See ya later. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't know how to do anything. I left you you alone with Marconi. I can make silly jokes. I can make silly voices, and that's about it. You abandoned him in his time of need. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Sink or swim. Are you guys guys friends with Marconi? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We still talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's left of him? Oh my god, he's so fucking tiny. I saw somebody that kind of looked like him. I'm like, that looks like Marconi, but not really. And then I turned. I'm like, holy shit, that's weird. Wait wait till he hugs you. Then you know. You don't want to break him. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, he is. It's weird. Like he just sort of peel like like in Men in Black when that the tall guy kind of like they open up his skull and there's like this like small alien living in there. This is what was living inside of the Marconi that was uh, <laughs> popularized on KUFO. He's so happy. Yeah, He's smiley, happy. Oh my god! You know, you know how it feels to buy clothes off a rack. No, neither do I. I know it must be ecstasy. <laughs> He's just so smiley and happy now. He's fantastic. You have to go to the husky section anymore? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he also is dating a a lady that we used to work with as well. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, he's super happy now, lucky devil. And then, um, but, you know, Jim and I moved on. We also moved on to better things. Yeah, we're so better off. Yeah, so after you vacated um, your your slot in KUFO, (laughs) please take that. I wanted you to make a slot joke. Then what did you go on to do? Well, um, I Slid went back again. into familiar environs. I, I, I went first. I went back to the porno store where I had once come from. Went back to my nest there at the store, and um, and then I, I once again was like, Jim, you want a job? Want to come work with me? And that's where because we the are last now. one worked out so very well. Yes. <laughs> Jim, how do you feel about dealing with the homeless? <laughs> I mean, like 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 volunteer work? No, kinda. <laughs> There's a lot of giving. Letting them in the bathroom and letting them have a place to shoot up. Have them hand you like (laughs) moist currency that you then have to change into ones so that they can go in the back and pleasure themselves. See, that's like a community service. You're doing something good for the for society, right? So disturbed. So was cleansing. So so (laughs) Well, you never found a dead guy. That's good. No. I did. You found a dead guy. You found a dead guy? Yes. At the porn store? At the porn store, yes. Whoa. He's on clearance. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It's going to be um, some kind of snuff story that we're it, it, not supposed to talk about. Finding the dead guy was pretty weird. He he. It, it was a surprise, of course. But I thought, <laughs> well, because it's usually Tuesday. Pick wasn't. up dry cleaning, get milk and butter. Oh yeah, see dead guy. Well, it was. It was like um, usually it's just like some drunk dude or uh, junkie or something passed out in one of the Jack Shack booths, you know, because we used to have the arcade, and um, so when. I, of course, you know, when you open the door, because the light went off, so I knew something was going on, you know. And But, man, I just saw his shoulder, and there's something about, I mean, when something's dead, it's so still. Oh. Right? He's dead. You write a book, so Dead his, Man's Shoulder by Christine Levine. Dead. That's my song. That's going to be my band name. Dead Man's Shoulder? Dead Man's Shoulder. <laughs> anyway, um, so he, he's... Mostly hits of the 70s, some so covers, original songs. Um Naked from the waist down, and his eyes are open still a little bit. Oh, oh no! Wow! No, no! Yeah, and uh, everybody asked me if he finished, and I'm going to tell you that I <laughs> just before you ask me, I just I don't I'm going to say no or he ate it. I don't know. So he could have. Is this too much information? Potentially, no. It's too no, no. So I don't know. I mean, I'm going to say, but he died doing what he loved, and I think that's the point. <laughs> I would that we love, need to remember. I would love to know the life story of that man. How he got to the point where he died pantsless jacking off in a in a porn store. Well, I think it's really a dream, like, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that every man's dream? Like, what brings you to that point? So I... I <laughs> loneliness? Robbing banks no longer had any thrill for me. I ended up uh, going to local adult shops and shoplifting. I mean, that wasn't enough. I think the best part about this whole thing is the, is the, uh, the 911 call. Is fantastic, and if I could just get a hold of it, it's outrageous. Because the lady on the ni- in the nine one one call was like um, giving me shit because I just go, "Hi, I'm Christine." Nine one one, what's your emergency? Uh, hi, um, could you just? I, I work at the porno store. Can I have? What's a which porno store? Um, uh, uh, ah, uh, yes, uh, I'm familiar. And, um, <laughs> uh, and Tiger, um, could you? 
I have a dead body in one of the booths in Jack Shack. Can you come get it? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What exactly is it that you need us to do? Just come get it out of the store. It's not like a cat <laughs> in a tree. No, and that's. I was just. I just presented it to her like that. Just come pick it up, okay? Just get this filth. Can I have some tissues? It was like that. Just come get it. And um, and then, but she was kind of a bitch about it. She goes, "Oh, I I, I don't know how you can uh, you're qualified to say if somebody's dead or not. How do you know that this man is deceased? In fact, whatever." And I said, um, "Because I went through his wallet and he didn't bet my hand away. What are you talking about? He's dead. Just what <laughs> what?" And she goes, "No, ma'am. I'm asking you. Are you a doctor? Are you capable of diagnosing someone whether or not they're deceased?" And I really? said, "You are so stupid. I just told you I'm a fucking porn clerk. I work at a porno store. Why would I be a doctor?" <laughs> Like, really? Use your damn head. No. And then she's like, fine, I'll just send somebody out. And I was like, right? Just send somebody fucking out. Anyway. In my country, I am neurosurgeon. <laughs> Here, I make change. So you make wank wank in the bag. <laughs> right? Why would a doctor work at a porno store? She's not thinking. She's so stupid. I smell a sitcom. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, so... So then they send someone out, though, and then the first responders, you know, they literally dropped that box of paddles when they saw the dude. And the lady, the EMT goes, oh, God, he's dead. And I said, right? You tell the dispatcher, Dr. Levine didn't screw up. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not stupid. Yeah, he's dead. And I I bet that's not the strangest thing you've ever seen. No, oh, no. Oh, tell us some porn store yeah. stories. No, um, one time we had a guy gather walk- round children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to begin. I have a website. Can I? From- Absolutely. Uh, I have a website, pornclerk.com. Or <laughs> uh, Jim is also a guest blogger occasionally on the pornclerk.com site. So, right, you're welcome again, Jim. Thank okay, you. there's my coattail. <laughs> you want to step off that? Okay, it is so comfortable. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I. But so I write down like a lot of the stories and the. Porn clerk stuff. Like, I had these two big fat bitches get after me f- because I told them they can't have their baby in the store and they started yelling <laughs> they at me. A baby I, into I know. Store. They brought the, it's not a baby, baby, like a toddler, okay? And I was just polite and said, hey, you can't bring, and I call them bacon A's and bacon A's light because they're just so blobs, bitches. And they're like, we spent a lot of money in here. And I said, um, you haven't seen a lot of money since your last welfare check. You don't know what a lot of money is. And she's like, I'll speak to the manager. And I was like, bitch, I am the manager. And then they go, what do you think? Will you want us to leave him in the car? And I was like, how is that your go-to? How is that just your auto response to just don't put him in the porno store? And then I turned around and I said, you know what? Fuck you guys. You want to you wanna leave your baby in the car or you want to bring him in the porno store? That's your business. Whatever you want to do, fine. You just can't have him here. In fact, you know what? Take him, take him to some other porno store. Take him around the rural Navy porno stores. Put, put him in the back. What do I care? He's a nice kid. He looks okay. I'm not sure it's good for him, but if you want to, go ahead. Don't you call my sister a bad mom. I said, no, she's a fucking great mom. She's got a baby in a porno store. <laughs> oh, she's beautiful. And then there was... Oh, my God. There's just so, so many ridiculous situations. There was a guy who brought in Hickory Farm sausage. Oh. What? Yeah, a guy brought a in carbo load. Brought know. in a hickory farm sausage and just carried it in front of us like he was like it's like he had it cradled in his arms like he's a baby. And he just walks in like, "Hey, how you doing?" and then goes into the back. And then um and my other coworker like stands up like, "Hey, I got to quit. This has got to stop, you know." And I told him, "Stand the fuck down." Below the guy with the cracker see him, otherwise he'll never get these two apart. <laughs> <Right>? oh. <laughs> yeah, so are we having a party? Office party. <laughs> no, so 
So I so I told my other coworker, I said, no, 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 we've got to let this story tell itself. We can't <laughs> stop. We can't stop this. Let's just let it go and see what happens, you know. So um, guy comes back out and then says, thank you, you know. That was nice of him, right? Thank me. Sure. I had nothing to do with that shit. Don't ever thank your porn clerk for anything. You, it's not necessary. We don't want to hear thank you, and we don't want you to ask us how we're doing. <laughs> ever. Ever. How are we doing? I mean, we're, I'm 40, and I work at a porno store. <laughs> Fucking great. Thanks. Fan- <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. Dreams You're going to come true. Yeah, right? Did you want a, did you want right? a bag for your butt plug? Or are we gonna yeah, and that? you know what? <laughs> right, and he's fucking fantastic, too. He's got a bakery farm sausage and a place to deal with it. Uh, anyway, so then, so then, of course, then he walks out and he doesn't have the uh, sausage anymore. And now I've got, to, of course, go Colombo on this. I've got to figure it out. CSI, you know, where is it? We got a few leads. <laughs> yeah, we're sniffing it out. Bring the dogs. <laughs> find the. Where's the sausage? It's a good question. Time to He's play everyone's favorite sausage, game. Yeah. Where's the sausage? So we go. I go in the back. I'm hunting, hunting, hunting. Finally found the sausage wrapped up in some tissue, whatever. And he oh. had put, oh, bored a oh, hole in no, it. No, no, no. He'd bored a hole in the sausage. Come on. Okay, I'm ready. Me. Hang, okay. hang. <laughs> and he had um, ejaculated all over the sausage. Like it was a lady's face. Cute. Did you draw a face on it? No, not even. It looks like I don't get it, you know. And then I go back to the, well, first I sent um, Jose to go clean that crap up because, you know, he's a civil engineer in his own country, but not here, man. So I was just like, hey, you got a job. <laughs> get on it. You got something to do. And then um, and then I go out to my coworker and I said, I said, oh, I found the sausage. And he goes, well, what? Really? And I told him what happened. He bored a hole in it and he humped it. And he goes, why didn't he just stick it in, up his ass like a normal guy? And I was like, right? I don't know. I'm just going to be wondering that forever. Why Why didn't he put it in his butt? Again, we, life's mysteries. The yeah. mind kind of goes back to what at what point you know, in this guy's life. When was he? Well, we at... sell butt, lo- butt plugs at the store. Yeah, or and also we. Sell but he didn't want a butt plug, right? Yeah, yeah, but he didn't want. I don't know. Yeah, but, but when was he ever like at a at a gathering or a party and walks past like the meat and cheese tray and he's just like, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> if I just, Do those if I just spices burn or not? What happened to all the summer sausages? I gotta know. I don't know. I, I we found um, one time somebody brought in some liver. And made like a little meat pate. No, I mean like an actual liver. Oh, actual liver and made like a little meat pocket with it and um, masturbated with that. That was interesting. Wow. Um, Sometimes though, at the store, it used to get so fun with that arcade because like we'd play like little games with the cruisers, the guys in the back. Like um, I'd find a puddle of semen on the ground and put a dollar in it and see how who. You know, who'd pick it up and how long it would take. And... <laughs> but believe it, everybody would pick it up. We had uh, we had a series of cameras that uh, were they would they were basically uh, in the hallway area where the arcades were. They were outside so that we could see that in case uh, uh, there was like a robbery or an assault. Because on occasion that would also happen too, where uh, maybe someone would go there for a drug deal. And things would go wrong or whatever. We would use those to be able to make sure that someone wasn't getting rolled or taken advantage of. Never inside the arcades. Thank you, God in heaven. Never did we get to see what actually went on when that door closed. That was between the Lord, you know, and, and them <laughs> for the most part. So uh, uh, we would actually uh, we had four cameras that 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 took out the entire area back there. And Christine took our label maker and uh, wrote Aquarium 
uh, on it because you basically sit there and you would you could for hours just sit there and watch the human interaction going on back and forth. And oh yeah, you'd see a guy who uh, would have his uh, his 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 business out, and he's just kind of like waving it around or <laughs> kind of helicoptering it. And, uh, <laughs> they did. Yeah. I because Christine would always just be like, "Hey, we can see you." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the guy would just kind of look around like. <laughs> yeah, it's turning me on even more. Disembodied voice. I had no idea. Yeah, you, okay. yeah, you. One time I walked past the room. Okay, this guy comes out of the room, and then um, I walk past, and like we just kind of intersected, and then and then I look inside the room, and there's a fresh puddle of semen on the floor. Oh, and and I said, <laughs> "Hey, you, get your ass back in there and clean up that cum." And he goes, that ain't mine, man. That ain't mine. Lady, whoa, that's not mine. Immediate <coughs> denial. And I said, you know what? Unless your mom is in here jerking you off and cleaning up after you, you fucking get in there and you clean up yourself. How could you leave that on the floor? And he goes, that's not mine. I said, are you shitting me? You mean to tell me that you came into a booth with, you know, I know what the shelf life is of semen on a floor, by the way. It's like three minutes. <laughs> I said, so you came in here three in three work. minutes, jerked off, put it in a towel, and put it, threw it away, and that semen is not yours. You're fucking lying to me. Clean it up right now. And he gets down on his knees, like, okay, lady, okay. So he gets down on his knees, he starts wiping it up. I go back to him, the, the counter, and my coworker was like, what happened? And I said, I don't know, but I hope it's his. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I think I just made some new cleanup, some cum. <laughs> I hope it's his cum. I mean, if it's not, like, wouldn't you be more aggressive about, you know, you'd be like, uh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm really not cleaning it. Yeah, you really no. have cleaned it. No, if it, yeah. if it but was. I did, absolutely not. But I did know that absolutely that, I mean, you know, you well, just, you don't leave semen on the floor. Most people That's won't. just common courtesy. But they do. But they, oh, my God, we had a we had a pooper for years. <laughs> the guy made poop soup all the time. Oh, my God. Just, he'd go on a run. Like, we'd call the other stores and be like, the, the shitter's back. <laughs> it's he's, hit the he's fan. Back. Yep. Yeah, he's back on the run. But if we could real quick go back to the to the serial masturbator. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just the fact that most people won't take the top newspaper in it. Like when they open up the machine, they won't take the first Willamette Week that's up there. They'll go a couple deep because that's the one that's germ free. Mm-hmm. I seriously doubt someone's going to walk in and be like, "Well, it's still warm. Might as well just sit in here real quick and wank one out." Right. You know, and then avoid it like you're like you're uh, you're the you golden child around. trying not to. <laughs> Fall into like some punji stick trap, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, so it's a safe bet that semen was his. Then. Yeah, I would say. I think you hit him with some concrete logic that he couldn't get around. Right, right, right. Yeah, thanks. Has he done detective? Yeah, I've, I've done a lot of um, like. I mean, this one guy came in the store and somehow he started talking about his kid and how he's, you know, he's like, well, my kid's better off without me. And I was like, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> You're probably right. But then I was like, you know what? You know, when you have to face your son one day and he's a grown man and he's going to say, where the hell were you? And all of this bullshit that you're telling me is just going to be garbage. It's not even going to make any sense when you finally have to say it to an adult. And he looks at me square in the face and he goes, lady, I just wanted some porn. And I was like, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, let's get on that then. <laughs> Why didn't you just say so? Well, and there's also been, you know, there's been some, like, some real moments, too. It's not all just been fun and games. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes you really get, like, to know people and, you know. Yeah. Like regular customers? Then, like, yeah, you know. like, you get regulars that you actually, like, kind of, I'm not going to say you become friends with them, but you you get to know them and, you know. You get invested. Yeah, you kind of get invested. You know in what them. they're into and whatnot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they walk in and you're like, 
pissing and shitting. Just came in, new shipment, German shit. Go on. Get in there. Get crazy. Yep. Oh, look what I saved for you. They get so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's terrifying is when, when uh, uh, some guys come in here and they're so adamant, they're like, you know, uh, how much they think that gay porn is disturbing and disgusting and everything else. And then they plunk down like some barely legal where on the cover there's some chick with her hair done up in pigtails. She's got a giant lollipop in her hand. Oh. Like that's fucking disturbing. But oh my god, don't let it be two guys getting it on together. Heaven that's just, forbid. Heaven forbid. That's just disgusting. Right. And those dudes, you know, have daughters that age. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. And it's perfectly okay for them to watch it and not, not even blink an eye. But yeah, you're right. And then they find the other stuff is judgmental. Like, well, we got it. We did get a huge shipment of uh, shit porn in for a while. And, is it uh, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, uh, all the poop porn. And I was sitting there. Um, we had a TV behind the counter, and we just decided to spend our entire shift watching poop porn just to get <laughs> used to it. You know? <laughs> so the first like couple hours, we're watching this lady eat a turd like a, an apple, and we want to throw up. And then you know by the end of it, my coworker, uh, she was just like, oh, my God, she took laxative. She's cheating. And I was like, it's not cheating if it's shit. You know what I mean? It's still poop. Didn't Tom Hanks say that? No, oh, <laughs> no, and I was just like, anyway, so by the end of it, we were just like rooting through all these people pooping in their mouths and being like, score, goal, yay, woo, by the end of it. And we had customer complaint after customer complaint because we were watching poop porn. And we're like, what? It's available here. Why? Why Why are you mad at us? It's like going into Blockbuster to- and being like, uh, I don't appreciate the silent French film that you're playing right now. Yeah, I, I- yeah. <laughs> Fellini's a little too deep for me. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> Could you maybe squeeze in a Wayans Brother movie, please? (laughs) I want this to show Armageddon all the time. But I was just like, if it's available here, then let's, you know, and I thought, and I thought if the customers would complain enough, then maybe the store would just stop having it, you know, Mm -hmm. then they would just quit carrying it. And that never happened because it's popular. They love it. People love it. It's so Shit porn? Oh, yeah. But there is, yeah, there is stuff, though, that we uh, as as porn clerks never get used to and never think is okay. Like the whole, uh, oh my God, there's a Negro in my insert family member here. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's like this whole... And it's Racist like, cuckolding. It's so gross. Totally okay with uh, with it. Uh, like uh, the, our bosses are like because you had gone to the point where you were like, I refuse. When you were a manager of your own store, you yeah, were like, I refuse to rent this. And it was like a number one renter of that particular totally genre. Just it's like totally racist. It's just so. What bad. is it? Well, it's this series of movies that are about. Um, it's called cuckolding, which is. Like forced, you have to force the the man to watch the his wife or whatever oh. or stepdaughter or something Whoa. get fucked by like a big black guy or whatever in this particular series. But it's more like for about emasculation. It's not like about any kind of like sexual assault or anything like that. It's right, just right, like, right. It's know, just yeah. emasculating the it's like, you're pathetic. White now watch guy. this real man do me. Yeah, and then they get they get the white wife will get fucked by the thug, you know, which is the black dude and whatever. But the back of these things are just so racist. And like, remember when a problem like this could have been solved with a, a tall oak tree and a string of rope? And what? what? I'm not even kidding. That is like a direct quote too. That is a direct and quote. Every yeah. different wow. movie, that, every movie that comes out has a different. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, synopsis written on the back, and every one of them is online with being that 
uh, insulting and disgusting. I mean, we're porn clerks. We don't have yeah, a line. That's what, that's but what I mean. That is just that is not okay. That's yeah, not entertainment. As, that's, and that's what I presented to my boss too. I was like, I don't want to carry this because I don't think my company wants to represent themselves as this. And also, and I try to explain to them, I'm a dirty comedian. I'm the, probably the dirtiest female comedian. I'm going to say practically on the West Coast. I really, really push like every line. Like I know what a line is. Mm-hmm. And I said, and here's this. This is too much. And then my boss's reply was basically, if we took out everything in the store that offended me, we'd have nothing. <laughs> so she was just like, it's all offensive. What are you going to do? If it sells, it sells. And I was just like, but I, it's But there's this sexualization is too much. This is and then there's straight up just bigotry. And that's really what this yeah, is. Yeah, and that's all know? it was. And I was just like, well, I guess hood. I was wrong. I, di- I wasn't aware that this was okay. I, th- I just assumed it wasn't. And um, then I locked those movies in my office and they didn't rent. <laughs> Awesome. And nice. now I'm no longer a manager. <laughs> but I'm bump. <laughs> That's how I get fired. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. How long have you been doing stand up? Uh, 12 years. Damn. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm and you're starting to get all like. Christine's uh, starting to get her come up and she's starting to get a little famous here. Yeah. I know. Just in time for plastic surgery. Yay! There you go. <laughs> well, you've been featured in uh, a documentary. Yes. Which is called. Inbookables. Mm-hmm. Which is, is in, unwatchable, is I think. Well, I mean, it's not really. It's a good movie, but I just no one's seen it yet because it hasn't been released. And I get like, oh, who else is in it? it. Um, Andy Andrus and Sean Rouse and um, just some other really brilliant comedians. Sean Rouse was on the Insomniac tour with David Tell. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Sean's he was uh, gosh, he was also in uh, Men in Black too, where he said, "Welcome back, Agent K." Really? Yeah. He gets <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's Little Rouse. <laughs> Little Shawnee. But, um, yeah, just other. I was really honored to be picked in that group of comedians, and I was the only girl in the movie. And it really is a good film, but it's just, I think, funding is holding it back. So we just, like, I go, oh, nobody's going to see it. It's unfortunate. Oh, they will. Uh, you know, eventually, probably. eventually they'll get together and they can watch it. We can probably but see it's awesome it. But there's some clips online of it where I'm stumbling through. I drink a lot, so. <laughs> you know. Hey, cheers. <laughs> cheers. All right. Dink. Dink. <laughs> Yay. Nikki's. And friend Heather is here. Cheers to your fancy beer, Heather. Cheers. Oh, all classy back there. She's all classy mm. with her snow cap. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what has been happening? So I know <coughs> that the things are happening. Tell us. Because I'm always like, you're one of those people that I've known for years, and whenever I see you, it's just always the same. Where it's like, hey, whatever, everything's cool. Because we yeah. don't really, you know, we'll just like shoot the shit for a while, but mostly talk about our lives and not really like what's going on in our careers and stuff. Right. That's so, right. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of know what's, yeah, what's been going on well, with Well, I've been doing Portlandia. I did last year, I did one episode, and then this year I, I did I saw two. that, and you were amazing. Oh, come At on, the really? lesbian bookstore? Yes. That yes. was a weird. Greg and I actually watched that together, and I'm like, yeah. there's Christine. Holy shit. Heather Graham was so amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I made that T-shirt. A woman's awesome. place is in the struggle. <laughs> I made that T-shirt. It was so good. Um, but anyway, but being being in the same room with Heather Graham was weird. How, was she yeah. just like striking in person? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah we're she the same. She seems like not human. No, she's not. She's we're the same exact age, and um, like I compare like I'm macaroni and cheese and she's caviar. Do you understand? Like she, this is. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Imported caviar, not that crap you get at Trader Joe's. No, 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 not the crap. No. Trader Joe's. <laughs> you have to go is to not like a, a sponsor. <laughs> Fun of play. <laughs> but if you'd like to be, we'll but we'll cut the right. segment out yes. for future listeners. <laughs> That's how we'll get new sponsors. We'll just threaten. We'll slander until they pay us to not. 
you guys just shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Well, no, yeah, yeah. She she is just striking, and she's a beautiful lady and big, big blue eyes. Her eyelashes are like wings. They just. Oh my god! I could feel the air off of them when she blinked at me, and it was so funny. She um. She talked like I kept thinking that I was like screwing up every all the entire day. I just kept thinking like I am a failure. I've got to poop. I, this is like I just kept <laughs> constantly screwing up, and I kept looking at Heather Graham, going, uh, "Am I doing okay? Am I doing okay?" And, she, and Heather goes, "You're fine." Blink, blink. Like she blinks her big blue eyes. You're uh, you're fine. You're doing fine. And then um, it was so funny. She comes up to me and she goes, "Hey, Christine, um, how do we go to the bathroom?" I'm like, is this a Coke party? What are we doing? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, oh, right on, Heather. <laughs> it's a little are early for cool? blow for me, but right? <laughs> you want to go get your mind right? <laughs> I'm not going to the bathroom with you. I, was like, I don't know. And I just said, I, I don't really know what you mean. And she says, well, because we had our mics, like we had little tiny mics, like kind of tucked in our breasts or whatever and wrapped around. And she's in that beautiful, like, gown, you know, so her mic is in her hot, hot titty. And, um, <laughs> And then, and then she, and I, I, I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I mean, I just, I want to know, like, how are we going to the restroom? Is Glenn the sound guy going to come on mic us or what do we do? And I said, well, no, you can just do what I've been doing all day. And she goes, oh, what's that? And I lifted up my tits and I talked deep into the mic and I go, hey, Glenn, this is Christine Levine and I've got to go take a shit. Um, if you want to <laughs> listen, cool. If you don't, cool. I'm just giving you 90 seconds notice and you can make your decision. Whatever. And I dropped my boobs. Boom. And I said, that's it. That's what I've been doing. And I saw Glenn over in the, you know, he was like taking off his cans, man. He was like, and I'm out. <laughs> that and, thousand um, yard stare. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, Christine's pooping again. And then, um, so I've just been warning him, you know, every time I go to the bathroom. And then she looks at me like for a second, like I'm the idiot. And she goes, or I could just unplug it. <laughs> right? Or you could just Academy Award nominated actress. He's been in the business about 20 years. She could just unplug it. Why is she asking me? I've been asking her all day. Am I okay? Am I okay? Am I pretty? Am I doing all right? And she's just like asking me how to go to the bathroom. It just made no sense. I'm like, you're either the biggest bitch or the dumbest bitch. I don't know which. So did you figure out by the end of the day? I didn't. I just kept... I just kept warning Glenn. No, no, no. I was asking, <laughs> did you figure if she was the biggest bitch or the dumbest bitch? She's just dumb. She's just nice. Yeah, because she said goodbye to me. She's super sweet. She's gorgeous. I don't know what she... Like, well, she doesn't need to be nice to people no. if she's that good looking. Uh-uh. Right, but she, she is. She's packed up super into a sarcophagus nice. and carried away by, no, she, uh, by right, her handlers. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, they refilled her formaldehyde and took her out. <laughs> no, she's super, super nice. So I guess she's not a big... I mean, she had nothing else. Is, she didn't have to say goodbye to me. In fact, um, by the time the, the shoot was done, it was like, okay, Christine Dan, you're wrapped. I was like, I can go. Nobody wanted to talk to me. They were like, and we're done. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Did you sign all your paper? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're wrapped. I don't know what that means. Glenn's locked himself in the <laughs> car so and he's not coming out. Yeah. No. Well, I thought it was really bad, but then, then then they asked me back and I was just amazed at it, you know. And then Fred and Carrie were really nice. They remembered me from the last time and they were just we had a fantastic shoot. The next time um uh so this this coming season, so I'm in a new episode. And then I got asked back again to do the season finale. So 
I had some good luck with the Portland. Look yeah. at you. And then what are you going nice. to be up to this weekend? I hear that this is another big weekend in your life. Oh, yes. This weekend, um, opening for Doug Stanhope at the Baghdad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I think Doug's trying to fuck me, probably. Maybe he's trying to get <laughs> up in my shit. I'm going to have to have a talk with him about this. He keeps asking me to go out with him and stuff. and. It's just making you a little do, uncomfortable. Do dates with them and stuff. I don't know. Do I mean, dates you know, with well, him? Well, I, want I mean, you who I mean, are you? I want you to do a date with me. <laughs> 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 I think we're going to me. I got a man. We've been, we've been a courting for some time now. <laughs> wonder if you and I could make a date. No, Doug is like my comedy dad, and he just takes care of me. And he does this to a lot of comics, like um, where he just like finds people he thinks is talented, and he has them open for him like all over the country. And it's a, quite an honor to be picked. And you? Know? you? were picked, correct? And I was picked. Yes! yes I was selected. And um, there was some time ago where uh, some dude was going around town saying, telling uh, uh, younger comedians, you know what? I like your style. You're going to open for Stanhope when he comes to town. And then these younger comedians are coming to me going, hey, I'm opening for Stanhope. And I was just looking at him like, no, you're not. Is what some guy going around and doing that? People. Yeah, there was a dude that was doing that to people. It was so awful. Wow. But, but I was like, so no, wait, you whoa, don't whoa, know how whoa, this whoa, whoa. I'm not, I'm not going to be when he's... In Salem, I'm not going to be open. Oh, Jim, this is an awkward conversation. I, we should do this off the air. I'm going to. I'm sending a text right now. I no, to, to who? To who? To who? To who? Who are you sending a text to, Jim? Really? Yourself? No, you're not opening for <laughs> San Home. Sorry. Okay. I think probably his girlfriend. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that one's okay. Go ahead. She thinks I could open for San Home. <laughs> she believes in you. <laughs> I think you could. It, you'd probably do a great job, but anyway, right. it's me. Okay. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's me. Uh, so, it, is that hard for you guys to be like, you know, obviously, you guys are like good best friends, yeah, good yeah. friends, best yeah. friends. Is it hard to like when you see these, you know, big shows coming up and like only, you know, they're only looking for one opener? Do you guys kind of feel like you compete sometimes? <laughs> or? Um, I don't think so. There's, yeah. <laughs> It's like Rocky and 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 a, and, a, and someone with Down syndrome. Like it's it's what not. What are it's you not talking a, it's not about? Well, Don't no, say I, that Christine has Down syndrome. No, she's, she's developmentally challenged. I am stupid. No, uh, <laughs> it's the weird thing is this. Like I grew up uh, on the East Coast, and everything is very uh, is, is considerably different over there. Uh, when I moved to Portland, it wasn't like uh, it was just kind of like a random happenstance that a friend of mine happened to have a couch that I could crash on. And then I get out here and I discovered this this scene that is like this kept secret and I managed to become a part of it. And it's very supportive and it's very like, you know, we're, we're kind of like uh, go team us as opposed to go team me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very surreal. You won't find this anywhere else. Oh, the com- Portland comedians? Yeah. Oh, it's – yeah, he's yeah. absolutely right. It's super, super weird. In fact, I talk to comedians all over the country and they don't understand. They're like, wait a minute. You wrote a tag for somebody else's joke. You guys have actually have writing sessions. You guys help each other move. You stay – you hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, like, What's the, your angle? How are you going to fuck them over later? Yeah, exactly. And it's – they just don't get it. But Portland comics, first of all, we're known as like some of the dirtiest comedians on the, on in the country. Yeah. Like we, we don't have any mics that give us any sensors. In fact, we're just starting a new open mic that's a an X-rated open mic. That's at the Saratoga, I think. I think that's Whitney <laughs> Street's open mic. And um, But anyway, so it's, it's just a purely X-rated open mic. Not that any open mic needs to be X-rated because they pretty much all are or yeah. could be, you know. And... Um, but we are all very much a family and we're very tight. And even like if you, there are some of us that we don't actually 
that aren't our favorites. You know, there's some comics that were just like, oh, God, he's such an asshole. But you know what? The bottom line is he's our asshole. And if somebody else fucked with that dude, we would all be up on their shit. Mm-hmm. We yeah. would just protect him. And that's how we, yeah, we're we like really the breakfast are. club in that in that capacity. <laughs> so are you Judd? I'd love to be Judd. No, I think I'm, uh, I'm Emilio. I'm Emilio. You're Emilio. Win! Win! <laughs> Your tendency's for shit, Jim. Oh, no. Jim's well loved by everybody. Everybody no, loves you and everybody just, knows you're funny. Up, yeah, no. They yes, don't. no, they yeah, do. It's, it's they funny. do. Big Jim. Big Jim uh, funny. Yeah, but, uh, funny. But, but, yeah, Jim, like, big Jim funny. Big Jim yeah. funny. <laughs> My mouth smashed smash. good. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like I said, uh, um, the uh, there's nobody in this town that doesn't want to see uh, specifically you, Christine Levine. You know, do it, make it. You know, because you are you are like uh, like a, a grandmother to all talk comedians. To, in, to a, I used to, to be their mom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's her name. Oh. That's how long I've been. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's like you know. Um, yeah. To a to a to an extent, you know, yeah. I I used to be very much like I'll help any comedian, I'll give them advice, I'll help them get to be, you know, uh, get to a better point uh, if I can. And Christine was the one that told me, no, do stop not stop it, yeah, just knock quit it, it off. Some of them you've got to let go. Yeah, and I I was like, no, no, everybody has to. Be. She said, no, no, no. And I I found out the hard <laughs> way that in fact you are correct in that in right. that capacity that not everyone needs to to to. Pursue it. There, there doesn't need to be fifty-seven people waiting to get in line at, at Suki's to do comedy. We can cut that back a few because a few of them are just kind of hobbyists. They yes, are never gonna, absolutely. They're, they're basically they just want to get drunk and they want to get stoned and they want right. to hang out with their friends and talk into a microphone. That's not comedy. That's just like that's karaoke without the music. With vanity. It's awkward is what uh, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. awkward for yeah. us people in the audience that are watching it. That's right. It's let terrible. me let me ask you this really quick. Yeah. Are you guys by chance friends with the comedian that might or might not have found Jesus on the within the past couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. We are. What is that true? Is that real? That's a real it's thing. real? It That's Holy a real thing. Crap. He, that was a ty- that was as... a cavalcade of wow. Yeah. It was. We we have always I mean he's always been a Christian, but he just like came to like a a point in his life where he couldn't really reconcile being in the bars and uh, loving God at the same time. And I actually called him up and I said, you know, I'm friends with like a few Christian comedians. <laughs> you see, I'm friends with God. <laughs> I'm actually, I really it. thought that was yeah. going to say, I'm friends with Jesus as well. We go to Bally's <laughs> and just hang out in the, the, the steam room and talk. <laughs> he tells me to fuck off all the time. I'm like, right. <laughs> you know, I love all my children, but fuck you, Christine Levine. Oh, I know, I know. Ha ha. Noogie. <laughs> No, but I did tell him, I was like, there are lots of Christian comedians. They all have to kind of decide. They all come to this juncture in their faith or whatever where they have to go, well, what am I doing this for? And I said, and most of them have told me that, well, you know what? Jesus hung out with um, tax collectors and whores. So what are these? You know, I might as well hang out with these drunks. So I said, I hope that you come back and realize, you know, he's a very funny guy. He was when he was in the comedy contest, like I rated him. One of the highest comedians, and we were yeah. judging comedians at Helium. I thought he was one of the funniest people that performed that night. He's no, he really, he's been on he our really show is. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah long he, time ago. He's very, very funny, and his, you know, his decision. We just, we just told him, you know, I well, I told him, I said, you don't know. I mean, maybe you don't know how much you're loved 
by us sinners, but we really do love you. And um, maybe you just need to give it some prayer and some thought or however way you want to deal with it. And I told him that I would hook him up with some Christian comics. Like uh, I remember uh, several years ago exchanging emails with Victoria Jackson, who's a notoriously conservative and uh, Christian comedian. She was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And um, she she's the one that she was just like, well, you know, I have to practice my craft somewhere just because I perform in churches and in not in bars. She goes, the open mics are in the bars and that's where you have to be. It doesn't mean I have to get drunk. It doesn't mean I have to do it. And I explained that to him. And um, anyway, we're just hope, hopefully we're waiting for our prodigal son to return. To us. I know. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, we do too. I called yeah, him. We I all dis- do too. I disagreed with, with his decision greatly. And but why? But why? Because, because I feel like he's taking a coward's way out. Uh, ultimately, like suicide. <laughs> no, that's selfish. That's not cowardice. There's, there's a difference. No, from the get-go, uh, he was very much guarded in the fact that he kept his religion and everything to himself. That's fine. I have no issue with that. If uh, he wasn't comfortable sharing, you know, a lot of his personal aspects of you know his outside life with his stage life, that's his call. I totally understand that. But ultimately, I feel like he's kind of using the religion as an excuse as to not pursue it anymore. There are ways around uh, uh, doing... Con- he can find other venues. He can change up any number of aspects to doing it. But to just give it up outright is... It's, an, it's offending to me because he is legitimately talented. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's giving up right. on his When there's talent. so many other comedians that we could name off right now that do need to stop. Yeah, that I would beg, that I would pay cash <laughs> please, and money to, please, for please. them to stop. And, and this legitimate talent is just going to use religion as an, as an excuse to not do it anymore. I feel like that's taking a bit of a coward's way out as yeah. opposed to exploring other potential uh, venues that he could use to continue his craft on. I mean, it is actually more of a challenging role to get on stage and be clean uh, with your material and still be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy to take low lying fruit. It's easy to go the blue route. Well, wait, it's fun. Well, also, hold on a second. Wait, I'm gonna say it isn't. Yeah, I'm just as a. I guess I'm a okay comedian. to be good to be oh, good right. at it <laughs> yeah. as well. Not because poop know, is always funny. That's yeah. true. It's it, it, but to to get on stage and be clean and also funny. Is, is very yeah, difficult is it, to be compelling and want to be listened to again and again and realize, oh my God, I've listened to this guy for 45 minutes. He hasn't swore once. Mm, and I love that. His yeah. material is something that my mom would sit and listen to. And she's a hell of a square. Do you know, actually, you know what I told him? I said, I, I told him when I talked to him, I said, he's missing out on his opportunity, really. Because I said, when I go to a bar and I'm talking about, you know, sure, I get walkouts, believe it. I, I do. I get. I. I'm in a bar where there's just degenerates everywhere, and they're drunk and crazy and drinking or whatever. And uh, I'm talking to them, and they'll still walk out on my show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you make a trucker but, cry? Yes. Okay. Yes, on a regular basis that happens. But he follows me around. It's not my fault. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, I was just like, but basically though, even though I can still get walkouts, I'm preaching to the choir. Like I am. Yeah. I am already where sinners are hanging out and I'm talking to them. So when I tell them that abortion's okay, like most of them are like, right? You know, mm-hmm. they agree with me. But I said, but I said, but he's got an opportunity to do what I want to do. I want to get booked in a church and preach to them. Yeah. And t- you know what I mean? I said, but you are going to the sinners and you can tell them your perspective yeah. and you can tell them like well, how it's hard to be a Christian or how funny it is or how people react to you. There's mm-hmm. just so much material there 
to use when you've got the opposite perspective of the people that you're talking to. I go, you can go to a church and um, you're just people are going to be like, right, he's right, he's right, but you're not going to be funny and you're not going to change anybody's perspective and mm-hmm. you're not going to be heard. Not the same way. Well, ultimately, I mean, it's kind of up to whoever wants to do it. You know, it's their choice, however they want to handle things. And we're glad that the two of you are choosing yes to comedy. Absolutely. Because the world would be poorer for it, and Portland in particular would be poorer for it. It definitely would. Thank you. And so your your show is tomorrow night, actually. No, no, no. We have a show. We're doing a Seattle tomorrow night. Friday. And then Friday Friday here in Portland at the Baghdad. Friday at the Baghdad, doors are at 8 p.m. Show is at 9 p.m., you can get tickets. Um, well, you can get tickets at McMinimins.com and probably brownpapertickets.com. Brownpapertickets.com, and uh, definitely, definitely get some tickets, everybody. And this is her. This is yeah. Christine being um, like yeah. censored. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. <laughs> right. I haven't done one real joke for you guys. Yet. <laughs> oh, well, we're friends. I'll see right. you make your jokes on the stage. In this That's room, right. we're all peers. Yeah. That's right. And friends, right? Give me a hug. Okay. All right. All right, all right. All right. Slower. Slower. (laughs) Hugging where no one can see. (laughs) That makes for good radio. (laughs) Good content. Maybe we should sign to each other. Right. (laughs) Semaphore podcast. (laughs) Big Jim. Yes. Where can people find out about you? Uh, You can go to my Facebook. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm there a lot. Uh, I also, every Thursday, I do uh, Court and Fat Boys podcast. Awesome. And then every Saturday or every Friday, I do Rick Emerson's podcast. But you guys know that. But maybe listeners don't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah no, this in. isn't for us. This yeah. is for listeners. But uh, I do a segment every week on Rick Emerson's show called Humor Me Comedy 101. Who's the comedian this week? Uh, this say? week, we are doing Billy West. We're awesome. Discussing cool. That. And uh, Christine is actually going to be uh, uh, on my coattails for a change. Wow, it's so weird. So, I don't know how... Wow, that's gonna work out. Yeah, Something you guys are doing some dirty sexual acts, like she's gonna be on my coattails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, I get to be on top. Try <laughs> 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 gulching or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, check out my Facebook. It's cool. just uh, Facebook uh, slash J Willig One. Or just go to Big Jim well, Willig. Why? Because we're the. Was there another J Willig? There was. There's another Jim Willig. Jim J Willig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was? God dang. Really? Yeah, believe it or not, he's out there, and he does not apparently. Uh, Did you friend him? I tried. He's not. He he uh, he not right nowed me. There, there is. Oh. Yeah. There's fine, a lady though. named Kristen Levine, and she and I get each other's emails, and I write back to people who accidentally email her, or you know, they're emailing her, but are emailing me, and I send them back the dirtiest emails. Oh, and eventually so they our stop. names aren't close. <laughs> <laughs> right? So does your realtor. <laughs> uh, well, send us an email, dirty or not, to funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on one of our sponsor links on the right-hand side and help Sarah and I eat. Yes. Just click on one of the sponsor links, buy something from them. That would be awesome. They're all amazing people. Okay, um, you guys, thank you so much for coming on the no show. No worries. Thank, thank you. you. Awesome. All right, we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up. <laughs>